This is episode 10. She's a singer-songwriter that has been creating music since the age of 13. She's released her first EP, Our Time, in 2014, and will be releasing her long-awaited sophomore album this summer. She's open for acts like Travis Tritt, Tracy Lawrence, Gary Allen, Thompson Square, David Nail, and the list goes on and on. This is Lauren Hall. So um, this is a little bit different. I normally have people come to my in-house studio, and I always do the recordings, like, in person. So because of our current climate, we're doing this over Zoom. So this yeah. is a new experience for me. I don't know if you've done a lot of Zoom interviews or how you've been doing a lot of your press lately. It's been all Zoom, just phone. Actually, it hasn't been many phone calls. A lot of it's just been Zoom. So, I mean, I'm grateful we can still do meetings, but it's just weird. It's like a whole new dynamic. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I don't know why I don't like to do interviews over the phone. I, I really like to be in person and then Zoom yeah. is just kind of a nice compromise for right now. Yeah, I think so too. I'm the same way. I'd re- much rather be in person. So it's nice to have like that compromise with Zoom or I did one where it was like over FaceTime or something, but it's just nice to have that option. Yeah. So For all of my interviews that I do with people, I always start with this first question of what is your earliest memory of music? My earliest memory of music would probably be, I was really young because my dad is a drummer, so I grew up having music all around me because he was always playing drums, he was in church ministry, he was in other bands around town, and so I kind of grew up watching him be in bands and do gigs, and then as I got older, like I discovered, cause like my family didn't actually listen to country music very much. So I discovered country music like on my own when I was like an early teenager. And it just, I remember just connecting to it so much. And like, I know every young girl says this, that wants to be in music, at least a lot of them. Like when Taylor Swift came out, it, she yeah. just set this like model of songwriting, just the way that she connected with people that I just was really drawn to and so when she came out and I got into country music I just I felt like this is what I want to do with my life I started writing songs I was really shy as a as a kid and I'm still pretty introverted so it took me a while to actually sing in front of people I it took me like a good bit of time I wouldn't even sing in front of my family I mean it was bad I was super shy (laughs) that's so funny because if you see you perform live like you have such a great stage presence and in the stage, but I also know like you prior to the, this pandemic that we are currently in, um, you play a lot around town, which is awesome. Yeah. It also means that you're getting a lot of really great practice too. So do you yeah. think maybe it's just the constant practice too, that's kind of helped you feel comfortable? I think that, I mean, definitely practice helps so much. And I was telling somebody else this, um, when I did another zoom interview recently, I I always say, like, when I first started, I would play at, like, these smaller bars where technically I was too young to even be in the bars, which (laughs) I really appreciate them letting me come and play. But, like, specifically, like, the dinghy across from the Windjammer. I used to play there all the time, always wanted to play the Windjammer. But when I was younger, I'd play the dinghy. And I specifically remember, I think it was, like, 2017, I would play there all the time. And I was still really shy. And it was really cool to, like, learn just communicating to people while you performed there because it's such a small place and they have like a dedicated group of people that always come to that bar. Mm-hmm. And so they got to know me and like, they talk back to me. I talked to them. 
And then that year was when I opened for Travis Tritt. And that was like one of the first big shows I ever did. And I just remember thinking like, it's okay. It's just like being at the dinghy. You're just talking to people like that. And definitely having that practice, that one-on-one practice with like just connecting with, if it's just one person at that bar, mm-hmm. like just focus in on them. And when you make it more personal and don't think about it being such a big crowd of people, I think it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was a struggle for a long time. I think a big part of it is practice. A big part of it, I would just like, like pray. I, <laughs> I like had a, lot, a good team of people that were around me too. Like just having a good band and people that poured into me and believed in me. So I think it was just like a, a collage, a group of things that kind of helped me to start to get more comfortable being in front of people and performing. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing it since I was, I guess I played my first gig when I was about 14, 15, and I, I had a band by 16. So wow. it, it's been like, it's been really cool too to be in this community because I was really young and I met a lot of people that were have been doing it longer than me around our community a lot of them took me under their wing and like like one person Brady Smith he's a great country artist he mm-hmm. he got me my first gig at Reds and I was 17 like I wanted to play Reds so bad and mm-hmm. through Reds that's how I got my gig with Travis Trick because the person that booked their music worked with the event planner so it's like all those little stepping you know it's it's kind of just who you know and relationships and people like really supported me taking them under their wing when I was really young. So that was helpful too. Yeah. And you mentioned Brady Smith, whom is another country artist here in Charleston. And, and you may need to educate me on this, but I, I feel like the country music scene and the musicians that strictly do country music is very small in Charleston. And all the top of my head, I'm like, um, you know, Lauren Hall and then Southbound Southbound 17 and then Brady Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have my list right here. I was like, Warwick McZeke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good friends with him. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it's a small community. And it the more is. I thought about it, it's how, how is that community with supporting each other? And also because it is so small in Charleston, like how does that help push you to the next level and towards your to the larger goal here? I feel like it, it's interesting because I remember being 17 and there was almost like, it felt like a class of mm. like, there actually of girls too, that were country artists. Like there was me, there was, and Haley, Haley Mae Campbell, she's moved yeah. to Nashville. She was in that kind of class and uh, Chase Martin was here. I don't know if you met yeah. Chase before. It was Chase, Haley, me, McKenna Andrews, and I think Chelsea Summers was a little before us. And there was like this little class of all of us. And I'm, I'm probably, I think I'm forgetting maybe a couple of them, but I just remember there being like that group of girls and then some other girls came after us. And then there's all obviously the people that were already doing it, like Brady, uh, Saluda Shoals. They, I think they were playing by then or they were with Mitch, M- Mitchell. That's when you, that's when you went um, South, um, South. Oh my God. Southwood. Thank you. I was like, there we go. So I feel like we had a bigger group a while back, but a lot of them have moved to Nashville. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like we still have that community. Oh, I know who I was forgetting. Paige McKenzie, who's releasing another, she's releasing a single this week. And it's, it sounds like it's going to be great. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. But there's, 
there's like a lot of us that have kind of just moved, like they've moved to Nashville. Some of us have stayed here, but right now it's like, it's a little smaller of a group. There's, and I think it's, it's kind of a cool thing because we all support each other. We all have kind of done shows together and I've noticed that just with releasing music, like how many people that are other artists that are supporting me and I support them. And that's, that's such an important thing because if they're supporting you and you're supporting them, you're kind of getting in front of their audience. They get in front of your audience. So you kind of, you help each other out. And that's been a really special thing to see with releasing music for sure. We got a good, good group here. Yeah. And so, and, and speaking to that, like, do you ever foresee yourself moving to Nashville? Yeah, I've, I've wanted to move there for a really long time. I've just been waiting for the right time because I feel like some people, like, and that's that's totally their thing. They just want to pack up and go. And I've talked to a lot of people about when is the right time, like when should you go. And, like, my producers in Nashville, they've told me, like, don't move here unless you really have a reason. And by that they mean they're like, get make sure you have a team you've established already. Make sure you're moving and you have something going already and you don't have to, but it just helps because it's such a big place with so many talented people that it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So for me, I really want to release this EP as, as kind of like a calling card. Like when I move and I want to set up rights and stuff like that, I could say like, Oh, go check out my music. It's on Spotify. And so I, I really want to just have like my EP out and have that kind of up there and established. And then move either later this year or, or next year mm-hmm. that's kind of been my plan I mean it's it's funny to say plan right now because everything's so uncertain yeah. so definitely I probably will not move until all this kind of calms down with the virus and everything I'll probably start thinking about moving later this year mm-hmm. and I have a actually have a friend that she's a she's a journalist she wants to move too so it'll be nice to move with somebody that I know and so many Charleston people are there already too I was going to say, I think Paige is there. Haley's there. Saluda Shoals just moved. Yeah. Uh, Mitch is there. There's a, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've, it's kind of sad, though, because Charleston's losing a lot of its musicians, and we're all going to Nashville. But I feel like everyone's really good about coming back and still playing shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree about that. And so you mentioned the EP. So let's talk about the new music. And so excited. <laughs> so you just released your first, so this is the first single off of the album, Backward, that came out yeah. this past Friday, May 1st. Yeah. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the back backstory of Backwards? Yes, um, that song is, it's a really special song to me. I guess every songwriter says that, but <laughs> it, it's one that's really personal because I wrote it in 2018. Oh, wait, you just want to pause. There you are. <laughs> Can you- See, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> you keep like, I'm, I get distracted because you get paused. Yeah, you slow down on me. Oh, no. I feel like you're, we're like, Gotta like delay here for a minute. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, and this is the joy of technical difficulties of using Zoom. Okay. Uh, okay. There you are. Girl, these technical difficulties. 
I know you froze for like a solid 30 seconds. I was like, oh, no, no. And now I'm like getting these like alerts of like network connection unstable. And I'm like, no, no, this is not the time for this. I know. <laughs> yeah. I like, I figured that out the hard way. We, I was doing something with Fox 24 and I'm out here in our like little studio. We do rehearsals in and the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and it got delayed like an hour because <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Oh, my God. But I, I got it all figured out now. We have proper Wi-Fi. Good. Good. <laughs> I can hear you now. It's all good. Okay, excellent. Well, you know what? It's part of the – it's just all part of it when you have to do remote interviews. You know, sometimes there will be technical difficulties and a little bit of delay, but we'll just keep rolling with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so jump back into, so your first single, Backwards, um, a little bit of the backstory, and then I also want to hear your opinion on why you picked that to be the first single. Okay, um, so Backwards, I released right now because it actually, I was not planning to release it first, which is ironic to me. It was like the last song to be written, last song to be recorded on this EP, and it was one I didn't play for a lot of people, too, because it was just really personal and I just, I just kind of kept it to myself for a while. Mm -hmm. And the reason I wanted to release it now is because with everything going on, I feel like a lot of people feel like their lives, their careers, like we're all just kind of on hold we're on pause. We can't really do anything. It seems like there's really no purpose in this time we're in. And this song backwards that I wrote, I wrote it in a similar time in my life because I was on voice rest and I wrote it when I couldn't even speak. I was on strict voice rest and it was for like a month where I could not talk. I had like an app on my phone that would talk for me. It was, <laughs> it was an interesting experience for sure. Wow. But I wrote it, just typed out the words on my phone and the whole song and the whole concept is just kind of about how we don't always see like the positives in uncertain circumstances and when you look back on them, when you look back on those times in your life, you kind of see the pieces fall together in a way that, like, you see the positives come out when you look back on it. And for me, I really did see that happen in my situation because I don't know that if I didn't have that pause in my life then, if I would have gone to Nashville and kind of, I had time to really sit back and think about what I wanted to do with my music. And you kind of get in a rut when you're playing cover gigs a lot and you you don't always have a vision for your own music because you're doing covers all the time. And so during that time, I met my producers. I started writing for this EP, and it actually turned out to be a really good time for me to just kind of reset. And I the song just was really special because I wrote it in faith that everything was going to work out, even though I didn't see it working out in that time. I just I didn't play shows for seven months. It felt like everything just hit stop. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know it was going to happen, but I wrote it in comp, like in this faith, like it's going to work out. I'm going to see it work out. I'm going to understand someday why this is happening. And it really did. And so I just, I wanted to release it as like an encouragement to people right now that there is going to be positives that come out of this season we're all in. And I, I feel like we've all seen like those positives, like people are connecting more there. I mean, even the music community, like I get to see other people's shows and like connect with more musicians and like, it's weird how we're all connecting more, but yet we're not seeing each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a weird time we're in. But I just wanted to release it as like an encouragement, a kind of like in the moment song because it felt like really relatable right now. Mm-hmm. And so what can people expect 
for the new EP? Or what, what can you tell us about the new EP? I know you're super excited. And this is your sophomore album, which is very exciting. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited. And it took a while to, like, the big, biggest thing for me was finding the right team of people to work with. Can you, oh, there you are. You froze again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I stopped talking because I'm afraid if, like, you're frozen, I'm frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> Um, I'm very excited for this EP because it took a while for me to like find the right team. Like I really wanted to find a good producer. I really wanted to find someone who could really help me find my sound. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big reason for why I waited. Like I, I spent a lot of time getting that experience. Like we talked about playing live shows here around town and that helped kind of build my confidence. And I was writing a lot and just kind of figuring out who I was as an artist and also trying to like find people to work with and like stuff would kind of happen and then it wouldn't work out. And I just, I kept thinking like, I'm going to wait to find like the right fit for me before I really dive into doing a new record. Mm -hmm. So that all came together. Like I was just talking about when I was in, I was on voice rest all, of all times. <laughs> I, I started going to Nashville and writing with um, Philip Lamons who He's actually from here. He was one of the co-founders of the Blue Dogs, mm -hmm. and he wrote a lot of their songs, and he's now with Curb Records as one of their staff writers, and he was college roommates with my dad, so that's how there's that connection. Very small world. Um, he kind of watched me grow up, and he actually played man mandolin on the first EP, mm -hmm. so he's kind of watched my career, and, you know, he took, like, an interest in my, my music a lot last year, and we started co-writing. And then he introduced me to my other producer because Philip and then Dan Frizzell, he was my other producer. And so having the two of them kind of guide me and, you know, is going to Nashville is like a really scary thing for me because I, I really wanted to find a team where, like I said, they, they, they'd help me find my sound and like kind of help me navigate it. And they really both did that. And I think this EP is like, it's very personal to me. I, I don't write anything I didn't experience. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of heartbreak on it. There's a lot of, there's, there's two sappy love songs, but a lot of it is like sass. It's got lots of sass to heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, that's, the, I think, three really great components to an album is just sass, heartbreak, and. Well, wait, yeah. Wait, what was the third one? Sass, heartbreak, and. Sappy love songs. <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the list we like the sassy ones Those are yeah the there's lots of sass I will say that there's there's like one tearjerker mm -hmm. it's, it's like a whole range of emotions it's like it's like happy good relationship breaks my heart I get <laughs> mad don't eat him anymore that's kind of the, the cycle of the EP it's a good country EP though, because like country music, like you gotta have that good power breakup song. Yeah, <laughs> and a very like honest, and that's yeah. like another great thing about your songwriting is because you said earlier like you write everything and it has to be very personal for you. So, yeah. is there like a way that you get into the zone of songwriting? Because I know that it's not something you can really turn on and turn off. Like you have to be inspired mm -hmm. to. Yeah. write a song or maybe you don't necessarily need that maybe it's 
a different method that you use? I, you know, it's, I'm like, this is why I was like originally afraid of co-writing because the way that I write, it's like, I, like you said, I can't just turn it on. It just, it's like, I have to have like an idea. Sometimes it'll be a title. Sometimes I'll just be with my guitar. It'll be a melody. I think that it's just like, I have to really be, I have to not be distracted. That's mm. like, a, that's like a big one. And like I talked about earlier with cover gigs, like that's very distracting sometimes because I book my own band and the business side of things can take away from the creativity side. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm best in that, that zone when I can make my mind just kind of be devoted to, I'm going to write a song today. Like, and it helps too when I'm going through something or like feeling something very deeply, like, this last EP was written in like a time in my life where there was lots of emotions with this particular person. And mm. it, it just like the songs really this roller coaster of emotions and like, they just kind of flowed out. So I'm really proud of the EP because it, it does feel like me. It feels like something I went through and I, I get a lot of feedback, like a lot from girls, like this one song that's coming out in a few weeks gone. It, I had a, a couple of girls come up to me. They're like, I was in a, an abusive relationship and that song really hit me. I, I just got out of a divorce. And I like, when people tell you that you're like, wow, like it's, it's connecting to like, my story is connecting to their story. And it's like a beautiful thing as a songwriter. So I'm really, really glad that these stories and these songs can connect to other people. It's, it's just like, it's, it's such a cool feeling too. Cause now people are going to be able to access those songs. I was thinking about that today because I'm not able to play and go promote them and go like out, but it's cool how now people have access to them and they didn't have access to them for such a long time. So now people can actually get to know my songs. Then we go back to playing live shows. They can actually know the words and request them. So that would be cool. <laughs> so what, what are your plans for the album release? Because um, you do have another single that's coming out May 22nd mm -hmm. and you're going to have a music video. Yes, I, I just got the final draft. I'm so excited. It's like I, I, I've never done a music video before. So we just we did a lot of it took a couple of months because we shot different scenes and we needed characters and I had to kind of act a little bit, which I've never done before. <laughs> so it was a whole new experience. So I was a little like worried, like because I hadn't seen the like any drafts of it yet. And I just saw it this week. And I was like, it's like a mini movie. <laughs> So, yes, that's coming a week after the release of Gone on the 22nd. So the video will be on the 29th. Okay. And then the official album release date. Is... I I haven't really set that just yet. I think I may do, because there's seven songs, so I may do another single, like for like a summer single, and then release the whole thing July. Like I'm thinking the whole thing will come out in July. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hopefully, hopefully by then, like things will be lifted and we could do like an actual release party because it's really hard not to be able to celebrate with everybody. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. I'd love to like do something at the Windjammer, especially because we shot a good part of those scenes of that video at the Windjammer and they've been really supportive of, of me for since I was younger. Mm -hmm. So that'd be cool to be able to do like a release party there, hopefully in July. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and I know that because of the current circumstances, a lot of people have actually just completely delayed albums. Oh, yeah. Another. Yeah. And it's tough to release music during this time, but because a lot of people are, you know, staying home and listening to a lot more music, you know, it, it may even be beneficial to them to, to still release, you know, regardless of the fact that you may not be able to have, um, like, maybe an album release party, so to speak. But, yeah, it's just tough to navigate it right now, and I think people are just yeah. trying to figure it out. It's, like, uncharted territory. We don't really – I I will say, though, like, I – getting ready for the release, like, I've been talking to my, like, my music distributor and some people at Spotify, and I was talking to someone at Spotify the other day, and he was saying – I guess their streaming and country music alone has like gone up quite a bit right Mm -hmm. now. And it's just, people are consuming content so much. And he was saying how like, this is creating an opportunity for independent artists because it's kind of leveled right now, like Mm -hmm. bigger artists, independent artists. Like we, we, none of us can play. They can't play their big arena shows. We can't play our bar shows. So we're all kind of, here's our music, go stream it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a really great point and a really good way to look at it because now you don't have those factors contributing to how people are going to consume your music. Yeah, and it, people need it right now. I mean, they, like, the arts are, like, I feel like they can be really healing to people and they want that because they can't go to a concert and they, they're sitting at home. And, like, I've, I've had so many people just through doing, like, Facebook Lives. Like, mm-hmm. people say, like, you helped me while I was doing dishes, I listened to your Facebook live and it made my night so much better. And like, that's like such a nice thing to hear that you think it's like, Oh, are people even going to tune in? Do they even care? Like they're busy, but even just doing a Facebook live, people just, they just want something to distract them mm-hmm. from what's going on. So I, I do think it's, it's a weird uncharted territory right now for musicians. And some people say don't release. Some people say release. It's the, the best time ever. Yeah. So I don't think any of us really know. I I do think that not being able to tour and like not being able to do shows to promote it, that's mm-hmm. hard. But I think for independent artists that aren't like a big like headlining artist doing a stadium, I think it's okay to do it because, you know, we're at a point where we need people to go flood our Spotify. We need them to go stream and, and just consume it mm-hmm. so that, you know, so I, I think it, it is, I do think it's a good time to release music. I just, I think I'm, everybody misses the live shows and it's just, it's hard not to be able to have that part of it, mm-hmm. but it'll come back. It's just, you know, time. in time it will. And I keep saying this, like we're all, cause I know I've been writing a lot being in quarantine cause we can't yeah. really leave our houses. So just having that time to be creative, I feel like, we're all going to have hit songs by the end of this because we're just sitting at home writing songs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so you mentioned being creative during this time and what keeps you creative and what, what is inspiring you to be creative or to create? I think like a big thing for me just in general every day, like I'm trying to make sure I go outside and like, just like I said, not being distracted by like the news or just keeping that clutter like out of, out of my head to be able to be creative. So I like to like go outside, whether that's just like going for a walk, going for a bike ride. Um, and then just coming back, like my mind's so much more calm and like able to focus. And that helps me with my creativity. So I would say like, just, just making sure I don't stay in my house too long. 
Mm-hmm. Especially with music release, I've been glued to a computer, emailing people, just doing Zoom stuff, which is great. Like I, I love like right now we're having human interaction. It's great to see another human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It's just like I think we all get a little stir crazy just being stuck in our houses. So just go outside, go for a walk, come back, and you'll feel like a hundred percent better. <laughs> Exactly. Get some sunshine and some fresh air and it can definitely turn your mood around. Yeah. So we are getting close to the end. And so I always close my interviews with this final question of normally it's your entrance song for life. But I think in the current circumstances, maybe we should do your entrance song for the present moment or maybe during your quarantine. If there's a song that is amping you up or getting you excited. Um, what would that song be in that artist? Oh gosh. Um, one that keeps coming to my mind. It's not like as much like a, like amping me up as much as it is just like connecting with me. It's kind of like a song backwards that I just released. Carly Pierce has a song called it won't always be like this. Mm. And that's, and it's like a really like, it's really cool how she, I mean, she didn't know all this was going to happen. And like a lot of people have been posting that particular song because it's all about how like kind of the same concept, like it, it won't always be like this, you know, we're going to learn these lessons and grow from it and everything's going to be okay. And I really love that song. Like that whole album, her, her whole uh, new album she released in February, that's been on repeat for me. So I think that song, it won't always be like this. Yeah, no, that's great. And she's a great musician and a great artist. And yeah. um, played in Charleston, I think it was maybe yeah. like two years ago or so. Um, yeah, she played uh, last year's Spring Break Unplugged, and we were one of the openers. I opened, and then Randall Fowler was an opener on that one, too. She's yeah. been here quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, Randall's another person in the circle, the inner circle of country artists that everybody needs to listen to because he's also another really great country musician in town. He is. I love Randall. Randall, like, I feel like right now, we were just talking about that. Randall, Warwick, me, uh, gosh, Brady. It's hard to know who's actually still here. I always think of people that are already in Nashville, and I just want to put us, like, we all just need to have, like, a big old concert. Everybody needs to come back. Yeah. We'll just, it'll be like a celebration after quarantine. Everybody will just, we'll do a big old concert. <laughs> like, there is, like, a homecoming. It's going to be, like, a homecoming and all sorts of what I don't know exactly what the name will be yet for the event, but yeah, we'll get everyone back together, yeah. the band back together, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what would be your advice for? Because you you were earlier saying that it's kind of like groupings of people mm-hmm. um, that are art that are country artists, you know, in Charleston. What would be your advice to maybe like the next group of people that are coming up behind you that are singing country music in yeah. Charleston? And maybe they do want to stay in Charleston or maybe they do want to move to Nashville, but what would be maybe just a piece of advice you would give them? I think something someone always told me was like to find what makes you, you and like to find what makes you different because as an artist, like that's what is you're you're an original, like you, you, no one's ever going to be you. So don't try to be like, I mean, yes, you're going to be influenced by other artists, but just find those things that make you you like your brand they call it like a brand but like just finding what's going to connect to people what do you have to say to people and like staying in your own lane and also supporting other people it's like so important 
treating people well is so important because you don't know who is going to connect you to who, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, Brady connected me to the person at Reds who connected me to opening for Travis Tritt. And that was all through relationships. So I think just building relationships, going to other people's shows, like people that you're meeting in the community and supporting them. Cause when you show support to them, they're going to show support back and then take you under their wing, maybe give you a gig. So I think that's the biggest piece of advice is just getting yourself in the community, going to other people's shows, supporting them, and just making those relationships, I think, is most important. Definitely. So if people want to stream your music, follow you on Instagram, all the socials, how do people find you and support you? So everything is under Lauren Hall Music. Uh, Spotify is just under Lauren Hall. There's a there's a couple of Lauren Halls out there. I'm friends with one of them. She lives out in California. She's got great music, too, if you want to go check out the West Coast Lauren Hall. <laughs> but um, I'm under just Lauren Hall Music. Uh, I had to change it on a few where it's just Music Lauren Hall on Facebook. So pretty much anything with Lauren Hall Music, you'll find all my stuff. And what are the next things coming up for you? So we have another single on May 11th. 22nd. 22nd. I don't know why I said the 11th, but yes. 20, so what's what's the next things coming up for you? So the next things would be uh, May 22nd, I'm releasing Gone. And then on the 29th, the music video will come out. And that's going to be airing. I'm still working on a few of them, but it is going to be airing on Low Country Live first. So nice. Tune in and watch that. Um, and then after that, I've, I've been trying to think about like what I'm going to do next because Hopefully by then things will be lifted and I'll want to release another single. So probably release another single, maybe do one more video Mm -hmm. and then drop my EP in July and then hopefully start touring it, playing it. Uh, I'd love to go back to Nashville. I've got a, like another group of songs. I want to start trying to like workshop and record and have those ready to release maybe in the fall. So that's probably like later down the road. I'd like to, go to Nashville and, and get a few more songs recorded so I can prepare to release those either later this fall or early next year. So that's, that's kind of the plan right now. It's, it's kind of uncertain right now with everything going on, but if everything goes well and lifts, that's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and we're going to stay positive and this is going to be the plan. And this yes, is- that's the plan. It's, that's what's going to happen. And we're <laughs> all going to go to music festivals and concerts and it's going to be great. <laughs> it. I love it. Okay. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you. This is my first Zoom interview and I think we nailed it. So Really? You did awesome. Well, thank you. You did great. <laughs> I do them for work, but I'm just, I'm so used to being in person with people. So I was like, will it be the same or you just never know. So I just thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, it, like I said in, in the beginning of the interview, it's been so encouraging to see like my community back me and encourage, encourage the, the releases and support them. So thank you for everything you guys do to support local artists. Cause it really helps us and means so much to us. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. When... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just about to stop. <laughs> I thought you were like wrapping the recording. <laughs> I just keep talking. I'm like, I oh, no, I'm screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I was, I'm just going to stop the recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs>